it's ironic that Don Corleone hoped that Michael would become president. He did, didn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. That yeah. was the plan. That was the plan. Yeah. The senator or the, the governor or the president. It didn't work out. Nope. That, this, is, this is our episode about the tragedy of The Godfather. One of the greatest films ever made. Some yep. say the greatest film ever made. That is very, very that? possible. Yeah, yeah, I guess they do. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but we're not talking about the trilogy as a whole. We're specifically talking about the first one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they say that The Godfather 2 is one of the best sequels ever made. Uh, that's very, that with, is very true. With Empire Strikes the Back. Third, and, maybe not so much. Yeah, you know. It's, the, it's, it's, I don't know. I, it's, it's tough because it's partly not, as good, I mean, obviously, Marlon Brando's not in it. Yeah. You know, and it's a little, you know, feels different, but it also just, it's so depressing. It's yeah. so dark by yeah. then yeah, that it's, it's so, it's, it's hard to even compare. Like, there's a little, like, the warmth of kind of the family, the Italian yeah. stuff, and all of that that's in the earlier ones. Just yeah. Well, it, it actually yeah. a little bit reminds me of exactly what you're saying of the mm-hmm. Harry Potter series mm-hmm. where at the beginning it's it's very whimsical and fun and then it kind of gets a little more serious and by the end you're just like well this is really dark <laughs> that's something i didn't expect to hear today that the godfather reminded you of harry Potter. no in <laughs> in, the, in that in that uh that arc. the arc yes, yes. No, I got the arc. That, as it progressively darkens yeah. as yeah yeah they're basically the same series <laughs> <laughs> the moral of the story the podcast where a writer a philosopher and a filmmaker explore the stories that make us and the morality that makes the story. So, yeah, today um, we are talking about The Godfather. And I guess the thing for me that that makes this such a great, great film is that on a story and a writing level, the whole series is really about the question posed at the very beginning. Hmm. And it starts off, like the opening sequence of the film is the wedding. You know, of For Don the two Cor- of you Don- haven't seen this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the the Don-, uh, Don Corleone's daughter's wedding. Um, and if you remember, like all these people come to ask a favor of him on his daughter's wedding day. Yep. Um, and one of the people comes in and he says, I want justice. Don huh. Corleone, I'm, I'm coming for justice. And, oh, you want justice? You know, I guess he doesn't have the smoky voice yet. But he, um, but that's what he, you know, that's, and to me, that's actually what the whole film is about. Yeah. Hmm. Is how do we get justice? Well, and that plays into Al Pacino's famous role as Michael, because mm-hmm. what, is Michael's arc through that film. You know, mm-hmm. he starts out saying, I don't want to be part of this. I don't mm-hmm. want to be involved with the mafia. But his drive for justice uh, or vengeance, I guess, mm-hmm. which they, they get blurred with him. Vendetta. But uh, but the vendetta, that's mm-hmm. what drives him into injustice. His drive for yeah. justice uh, mm-hmm. turns in on itself. Right, right. Well, and you, you see that um, particularly... You know, it, it. I saw it pop. It pops up all through the film, right? Of of um, uh, the brother or the brother-in-law, you know, and the the wife, the sister, yeah, the guy that he winds up abusing her, and yeah, and all of these. Because I guess you go into this because you go into it because the mafia and the Corleones and all the different the five families and all of this, 
they're criminals. Yeah. You know, and, and you go into it just thinking about, oh, these are just criminals. Mm-hmm. And, and so the the basic story is like, oh, it's about the, this criminal, you know, organized crime underclass, which is is real. We yeah. actually we used to work with a drummer who I uh, said, like, yeah, once he was from New York, and he's like, once I played a wedding, and I'm I, the guy pointed and said, that's the Godfather, and like <laughs> the Godfather actually came, the real one <laughs> wow. in real life came to this wedding. Anyway, so so these are not really pretend, and, and actually all, a lot of the stuff in the Godfather series is based on, is yeah. based on the real prosecution of, and so the the court mm-hmm. or it's a what is it the Senate when Michael testifies for the Senate in the third one I think. Um, yeah. That's based on real Senate hearings yeah. and real, you know, some real events. So it's loosely based on its factiony kind of thing, where it's fact-based fiction. But uh, it's it's easy to take a simplistic view of the people and their drives. Yeah, hmm. because Don Corleone was not a he was not a. Uh, the worst of the worst. Well, he's not just out for blood or out. Yeah. Like he, he was a family man, right? That had all these other parts of his life, but at the bottom of it is, you know, heroin dealing and and he's mm. destroying lives through his, well, his criminal I mean, enterprises. He, he he didn't want to be a part of the drug game. That's true. You know, that's he, true. He, he was yeah, in the casino, that's actually, the gambling uh, ring, and right, literally, right. licit vices the, that the, were the really the beginning of of all the tragedies and all the violence of the movie mm-hmm. really stems from him saying no to getting into the drug game. That's right. Um, that's right. So you know, yeah. he 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 had a sense of of honor to him, mm-hmm. and he knew that yeah, gambling. You know, he knew it was illegal, but you know, at the same time, it wasn't destroying families it wasn't mm-hmm. destroying you know or lives. was it <laughs> or was it you know obviously morally that's not a, that's in a, quite the same way maybe. yeah not in yeah, quite the right, same way so he right. kind of had a level of well of and he was honor. into prostitution and like it, was he yeah really? i think that was one of the things that that he was supposed to be oh, into okay. and luke's point goes down <laughs> in well, flames uh, well, well, i'll just cut this part <laughs> out of the <laughs> I did not yeah. remember that part. <laughs> well, but I would I would put it in the sense it's like they were all kind of old world. Yeah, they were all like old world vices. Vices, yeah. You know? But anyway, so you have this this uh, you know obviously there is a fundamental compromise um, made in Corleone's world, and that I'm willing to. We can't say he's the most morally sound person ever. <laughs> no, no. But you then have the the question of of. Who is meeting out justice? Yeah, because he he basically doesn't believe in the system of law and order. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and I I guess it became clear to me when in the the sequence when Michael goes to Italy that he goes there and you know meets the man and has the daughter and asks him for her hand in marriage and. And then he sees uh, the town, right? And there are no men in the town. And the priest says, oh, it's vendetta. You know, like vendetta is why all these people are dead. Mm-hmm. And he sees the the carnage, carnage of it and seeks to make this life with his his wife mm-hmm. and to have this this beauty in that. And um, and then she's killed you know by by one of the families getting getting a, a henchman in and and blowing the and trying trying to kill him but that and that's when he really that's when he turns yeah that's when he that's mm-hmm. when the switch mate is and made. yeah and it's and it's because it's be, and I guess what the what hit, the thought that hit me watching them 
is that when he goes to Italy, that immigrant, the Sicilian mind, I guess, mm-hmm. it's actually like medieval justice. Mm-hmm. It's the idea we have the Don, guild. Don Corleone, right? Don, yeah. which is like Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord. So like in the Middle Ages, a Lord of a town, people had a complaint. It's like Solomon and the two women with the baby. Yeah. Right? They go up and say, I have a complaint mm-hmm. against this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I say, you know, blah, blah, blah. He did this to my cow. And this guy says, well, no, but your cow walked on my tomatoes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And the Don, the Lord... Like gave a verdict, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what the people at the beginning are all coming yeah. to Don Corleone it's a for. Patriarchal or a mon- they're saying, I need justice yeah. for this, right? And the justice system won't do it for me. Yeah, right. And part of that why? Well, Don Corleone knows that this judge is in that family's pocket, yeah. and that judge is in that family's pocket, and you know, people have been bought and sold, right? And it it just pointed out to me that we actually live in an illusion. Of justice. Oh yeah, hmm. you know we we like to sort of ameliorate ourselves with the idea. Of, well, there are people that handle that. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the professionals, the yeah. cops, the judges, the you know. And for any real society or a, a a good society to flourish, those institutions have to be healthy, right? Mm-hmm. But they're actually not. I mean, literally, it, it's. It's literally that case because what what did he come? He said his daughter, he she was basically raped and right. nothing was being done about it. Right, right. I mean, literally the Brock Turner kid. Yeah, <laughs> that literally comes to mind, and yeah. that you know there was all this evidence that he did what these terrible things that he did, and what did he serve like three months and then was just let free. Right. So yeah. it's like, yeah. I mean, what's going on there? You know. Right. Where are people like, I mean, well, like Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Okay. This guy was the worst of the worst. Mm hmm. You know, walking around with $500 million of properties and all of this stuff and hobnobbing with Bill Clinton and take your pick of who all, like the movers and shakers of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Not just and, America. And then this thing comes out that like, right. He finally politics. gets indicted and they put him away and all this stuff. Then he's like commit suicide, a total fake job. Like not, I mean, that's a mafia suicide if ever there was one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They turned but off. Ale- but it, Alex, they did an investigation. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> they, oh, and, they did. And I'm the saying. warden, and it's, it's like straight out of the Godfather, right? The warden of the prison he was in, Sent away the guards, yeah, and turned off the video cameras, yeah, for him to commit suicide. Okay, like how corrupt can you possibly but, get? But even back to the Godfather, here's the remember that they they had people in the newspaper, and so when when they killed right, the cop, right. yeah, they they suddenly leaked all this information that he was actually a dirty cop, right, right. Basically, they were just trying to take the heat off of Michael for right, and so. Yeah. And the you, whole thing's a shell game. Exactly. Right. And and when you get down to it, you have all these, you have, I don't know, you have the billionaires that own all the newspapers. Yeah. And at the end of it, the people in that real money circle, yeah. they never they never pay for yeah. anything like they never, that. Yeah. They never pay crimes. for their crimes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Hillary so, will never be in jail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. like it's impossible, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you realize then that in a way we are powerless. Yeah. Yeah. 
or that that justice will not be served. Well, but but and and here's here's and so where I, you play the devil's it, advocate a little yeah. bit is that the old system, the Don Corleone system, mm-hmm. things don't really get resolved either because part well, of the problem really, that's the story part of right. the problem is that even when Michael takes matters into his own hands and finds the gun in the bathroom uh, that's been planted for him you know and he's there look a gun uh, yeah he didn't quite find it he yeah, went to get it yeah it was all a plan <laughs> right i know well yeah so he doesn't find it but yeah, yeah. but the gun's been planted retrieves yeah he meets the two men who are uh, plot-wise, who are kind of the bad guys. I mean, they yeah. seem to be like yeah, the problem yeah. people. And you, it totally makes sense for you at that moment in the film to say, hey, justice says these guys should die. Michael has a personal reason for them to die. Mm-hmm. If they die, things will probably get better because they were the ones who initiated this whole situation with right. Don Corleone in the first place. So he blows them away, and you kind of watch that, and you say, "Oh, that doesn't feel quite right. That yeah. feels really low and murderous, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, evil." And then he runs away. Well, what happens? Things don't get better. No, it's like, just some, it's a cycle, right? It's, it's a, a cycle, yeah. and everything explodes out of control because yeah. why? Because everybody's interconnected. Yeah, everybody's right. yeah. in in bed with everybody else. So, well, and it's it essentially work. those who Sleep live by the, the sword. Yep. Those yeah. who live by the sword will die by the sword. Yeah, right. Right is the message, but it really comes down to this, and it's that: does authority or does justice lie in power or authority? Yeah. Well, and this is where here's a curveball. This is the question. Here's a curveball throwing at y'all. Um, was reading a book by uh, Scott Hahn on Revelation. Very interesting. So he makes the point that, you know, in the popular imagination, we have this idea that Jesus comes in at the end of time, riding his white horse, he's got his angels, and he says, boys, let's do some killing today. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it sounds kind of Get them, boys! <laughs> it's time to, you know, <laughs> no more Mr. Nice God. <laughs> I heard a guy once give a sermon, he's like, when Jesus comes back, he will rule with a rod of iron. Instant death penalty for any sinner. <laughs> he literally said that. And I thought, uh, I'm, wow. I'm not sure that's in the Bible, Mr. <laughs> well, and I'm pretty sure everyone's, death everyone, penalty. <laughs> everyone's uh, dead within a day. Like, everybody's dead. Like, uh, so, okay. so, but, and he was making the point that, you know, this is yeah. very pop- popular idea of the yeah, second coming. Right, right. Because, you know, we think of, we read Revelation and we see, oh, blood and war and there's mm-hmm. symbols of war and war horses and things. But he made the point that, like, the sword that comes out of Jesus's mouth, it says it is the sword of his word. Yeah. And you're talking about authority versus power. Mm. And, and his point was that if you really read Revelation closely, it never does say, oh, and Jesus took that sword and he hacked. Gave them <laughs> the yeah. devil the pieces. Him something it to, doesn't yeah. say. It says he binds them. You know, he well, guess, he locks my, people up. He like yeah, but, in my mind, he I creates guess, peace. But in other words, yeah. there's not this bloodthirsty yeah. vigilantism right. that is present at the second coming. Instead, it's truth. It's yeah. like speaking uh-huh. the truth. The power of speaking the truth. You know, it came mm-hmm. to mind David, mm-hmm. King David, mm-hmm. before he was at the height of his power. 
Or are you going to say the same thing? No, go ahead. I have a, a, a butt though coming after whatever. Well, I you know, if you look at all the stories, you know, after he was anointed king, that was the moment when God gave him the authority. That was the God-given authority. He right. had it over Saul, and you you see it play out in that David a lot of times did not have all the power, mm-hmm. but he did have the authority, which mm-hmm. always trumped the power. You know? That is true. But I also think that there is a reading of the Godfather as a modern retelling, in a way, of David and Solomon. Ooh. You know, David started his early life, right? He's writing all of his Psalms and he's doing yeah. so good. And he's running from Saul. And he says, I want to, he cuts his hem of his coat, says, I won't touch a hair of his head, I won't harm him. All this stuff, and he goes around a long time making promises to all these the people he meets. It's like I'll swear I'll be your friend till the day I die, type yeah. stuff, and I'll never harm you. So we get, and this is after people have uh, somehow done something unjust, unjust to him. Yeah. They've wronged him somehow. Yeah. On his deathbed, Solomon comes to him. He he says, "Call Solomon to me." So he comes. And he says, "Solomon." You know this guy no, no, that I do promised. It, do it in Marlon Brando's voice. Solomon. <laughs> Solomon. <laughs> There's a few people I need you to take care of. <laughs> and he goes and he goes on this list and he lists this guy. And he's some some guy I forget he crossed a river and I forget what happened. But anyway, he goes on this list of all people he promised to never hurt and he says, "You take care of him." <laughs> <laughs> when I'm gone. You take care of them all because they're all they're all our enemies, and yeah. which is a very Don Corleone thing. Yeah, to yeah, do. yeah. You think I? Yeah. Well, I promised to not yeah. hurt you, but and I he, never promised my son yeah, wouldn't hurt you. And he's you. a man of yeah. his word. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And and it's like, ooh, that's kind of dark for yeah. King David. You know? Yeah. Um. But anyway, I think that is an interesting reading of well, yeah. Well, and, even and the way Solomon the f- went off the deep end. Yeah. You know, with the Queen of Sheba right. and, and lost his moorings. Right. That's really what happened to Michael. Yeah. No, it's true. In this story, when you go through all three. But yeah. anyway, that's an aside. But where does it, it, authority, because like the justice and power, it's like, I, like, I think of, because this is something you instinctively think of as bad, right? But when Sonny goes and beats the tar out of their brother-in-law, yeah. who has been abusive to the girl, their, yeah. their sister. Their sister. Um, you know what? It's obviously kind of illegal, but it was kind of just. Yeah. In a way, you think as as the brother of the girl and Well, you think yeah. like, well, somebody <laughs> should do something to him. Yeah. But the law doesn't right, the law doesn't really allow for it. And yeah. so it's it's a real it's a trick because you typically think about justice as things that are legal. Yeah. But justice and legality are not the same thing. Yeah. Well, laws are meant to I don't even know that. Technically, and I'm sure there's I'm like a more highfalutin argument that could be made around this question. I don't know that laws per se are supposed to be just. I think that they're actually exist first and foremost to protect injustices from happening, which isn't quite the same thing. In other words, if you set up enough legal barriers you won't have to, to deal prevent, with the justice answer. Then, then, <laughs> then you prevent. Then you kind of prevent injustices, presumably. Yeah. Well, that's it's, not it's, how the legal system really works, though. Right, but I, but I'm, what I'm saying is, is that no, yeah, but he's a, right. But you can write it. But when you say like, what is just? Like, I'm going to write a just law. Well, then you have to write another law to 
deal with this scenario, and then you have to write another I'll deal with this scenario. Like it's right. actually yeah. about creating a system that will hamper people from actually harming people. Well, yeah, it's mm-hmm. there are barriers there to prevent you, hopefully, from not having to be in a scenario where you have to pass judgment. It's like, yes, the law is not to kill anyone, you know, obviously because that's bad, but you know, then we're going to be put in a scenario of what do we have to do with you? The flip side of what you're saying, though, because we're all talking about the uh, the person who's committed the crime, the perpetrator. The victim. But the victim. Mm-hmm. In our own society, a lot of times the victims of crimes are the ones that we forget about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we, we talk about, you think about someone like Jeffrey Epstein, and, oh, you know, the, all the, the people countless, that he, the yeah. countless people that he I know. abused and all of these other things that he did. And, you know, they'll never get justice. Yeah. I know. That's... They'll, they'll never get justice. Um, and there's a lot of people like that, that, uh, you know, in, in the Me Too age, I think we, we said, well, everybody's a victim. Well, and everybody claims to be a victim. And some people truly have been victimized, and it's horrible. But... There are also like another class of victims, and they are the people who are victims, right? They oh, yeah. have been yeah. horribly mm-hmm. mistreated. They're not just virtue signaling on yeah. Twitter. They've yeah, been horribly yeah. mistreated. And those are the people that I think when we, um, like Luke, you're always saying, you know, making villains sympathetic yeah. mm-hmm. in, in film, you know, we lose right. sight of justice in that yeah. sense. Well, right. And that's. Going back to The Godfather, I mean, that is a major, major part of the, the questions that it raises, um, like, because that's, right, the weak, that is what people that have been wronged or are weak are coming to him saying, yeah. you know, help me, help me find justice or fix the situation, like, like his singer friend, you know, who is in pop folklore history, supposed to be uh, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Hmm. He's like, that's... Yeah commonly believe like that character yeah, yeah, yeah. was Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and well, I'm, I, I think I read who the Hollywood director was supposed to be, but I'm not going to say it because it's sort of disturbing. Um, anyway, because the, the backstory on that guy who is keeping the singer's career from taking, yeah. I won't give him this yeah. role in a movie and you know, he's not going to let him out to, to become famous. Um, apparently had, very improper, inappropriate things going on with yeah. young girls. Yeah, mm-hmm. is basically the the setup of the of the story, and um, and so you know Don Corleone sends his man, uh, and that's um Tom Robert Duvall, yep. isn't it? Or Robert yep. Duvall's character, and and then you know he wakes up with his hor- racehorse's head in bed, you know, and in a way that's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's horrible too. Yeah, but I you know. think you know what? Like, well, well, I mean, I feel sorry for the horse, but it's a horse, right? And you know what? He just cost that guy a whole lot of money, yeah. and scared the tar out of him. Yeah. Well, but is that? I mean, obviously, I know that he broke several laws in doing that. But if the guy really is a a pedophilic Hollywood tycoon, yeah, who he's a he is he is. Jeffrey Epstein or, or uh, what's his name? Harvey Weinstein. Mar- Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. If he really is that guy, yeah. don't they kind of deserve that? Yeah. Right. And, well, and, and this is where, hold on, and this is where the distinction I was talking about earlier comes into play. Mm-hmm. Because 
in a world where people cut off horses' heads and put them in bed next to you. It's drawn and quartered it will, and sent to the four it, corners it of the will, empire. It yeah. will right. happen to good and to bad it people. Will. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you can wake up That's with true. your wife and children, and there's the horse head in your I bed, know, yeah. and you're yeah. a good person. That's but true. It's, but it's bad people doing That's it to true. you. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so good people can do it to bad people. Bad people can do it to good people. But the law is passed. But if bad people do it to because, good people. Because the society says at large, right. you know yeah. what? Probably it's worth it. Mm-hmm. To just not put horses in people's beds, <laughs> just for a whole bunch just of different reasons. We just won't do this at all because <laughs> that'd be a good law in the books. No one is allowed to cut off a racehorse <laughs> and, and put it in somebody else's because bed. whatever thrill you would have gotten doing it to a bad guy, oh, you don't man. want it done to you. It's not so. a nice thing to do. <laughs> Why? Because it's sick. Yeah, it's sick. Well, let's, because um, I'm, uh, I think another cool part about The Godfather is mm. uh, one of my favorite parts is kind of the family mm. and the way that, you know, it, it definitely works in with, you know, there's that authority structure and that kind of uh, patriarchal, mm-hmm. um, you know, with how that works. But uh, I, I'm kind of, some of my favorite lines are, are you know, mm-hmm. when they're talking about, you know, family. I love when he says, you know, don't you ever agree with someone that's not in our family again. Oh. Don't uh, ever do it. You mm. know, that loyalty that like, Who does he tell that to? Uh well, I so I if I remember correctly, uh, Don Don what Don is Corleone. it? Don Corleone says says it to maybe Sonny when they're it's in that first uh meeting when they say no to the drug group. Oh, yeah, so yeah. he says it there, but then Michael says it later mm. to I think it's Fredo or Fredo. Because Fredo, and that's kind of what winds up Fredo. Yeah. That's what winds up undoing the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe mm. uh, do you have any? Uh, I, I I think forget that, about it. Forget about. <laughs> I, you know, I think that yeah. you know, family. There's no loyalty with family anymore. You know, it's mm-hmm. not not really like that. You know. Well, and isn't that not the like on pain of, of death? Not like on pain. Not <laughs> well, like don't you ever. Well, and it's yeah. interesting to me, yeah. even in our conversation, I see this like part of the reason the Godfather is so you know, admired is because there is a element of the lifestyle that's being depicted on the screen. I mean, mm-hmm. not the crime and blood part, I think, but but there's an aspect of life, uh, you know, uh, the beauty of the church services that they're going to, mm-hmm. like the baptism. And, the wedding. And the wedding, yeah. yeah oh, and, and That's yeah, such the a idea good scene. Of, yeah, the wedding and, and the, the beautiful the, villa the and, with and having Lovett. food and good food. Oh, that is one of the most suspenseful, dark. like when, dark, like oh, I know that, he's that getting final everybody, sequence. He's having everybody killed yeah. while he's getting his son baptized. That, that is that like is, that is dark. Yeah, there's a couple moments that one. What? Because he's doing his oath. Yeah, he's saying, exactly. Do you reject Satan? and yeah. evil and uh, right. hell As and he's the devil. Having these people killed. and he's having all these people killed at yeah. the same time. And it's like his his duplicity. Yeah, is so. Terrifying. So, so warped. Yeah. 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 But the to me, that is part of the reason Godfather is is watched, is because it's mm-hmm. not all that that darkness. And mm-hmm. the point of it, I think, is the fact that none of those things are really righteousness. You know, you mm-hmm. can you can have family and you can have these things, mm-hmm. but if you don't have God, you still don't have anything. Yeah. Right. Um, but I on the other hand, it's a it's enduring appeal. I mean, think about Martin Scorsese's career. Yeah. And he didn't even make The Godfather. I mean, Francis mm-hmm. Ford Coppola did. Yeah. And yeah. actually, I think this is a good example of the the two visions of gangster movies because 
Um, if you watch a gangster movie like Goodfellas, which I do not recommend. <laughs> Next podcast. I won't watch it. I've never seen movie. it. I, I won't watch it now, I guess. <laughs> I watched it on a whim, and it was not worth seeing. But but it was. It, but the one thing I did take away from it is that Martin Scorsese's approach to gangsters is radically different than yeah. Francis Ford Coppola's. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Because Scorsese glamorizes mm. evil. Yeah. And he says, don't you really wish that you, you could, could eat, be smoking a cigar that you could be smoking guys. a cigar yeah, and everything right. and then there's these violence and he's like isn't it just fascinating how evil these people are even as they live it up it's like it's like it's, he completely missed what was so charming about the godfather yeah it's it's kind of like a guy who says oh look at this you know lizard isn't it so, yeah. i don't know it's he's fascinated by yeah. it in all the wrong ways mm-hmm. but you watch francis ford coppola and he does this beautiful job of showing Children, and yeah, family, yeah, and and religion. Well, those are my favorite parts of the entire movie. Together, right? And yeah, that's and that's what makes you feel the goodness. Actually, yeah. there's a lot of goodness and beauty that you see, yeah. and it and that's what makes the evil so, so awful. You, yeah, you, and, and you, it hurts you, more. It hurts yeah. more because you see how they're betraying all of those things. Exactly. In the evil, the 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 biggest, and, yeah. the the part of the entire movie that just hurts the most is. It's the final scene. It's the final few seconds of the movie, and um, his sister comes in and she's, you know, she's yelling at him. She's like, "Did mm. you kill my husband? Mm. Did you do it? Did you do it? You know, how could you do this?" She knew, mm-hmm. and then his wife, um, or his, I guess, second wife, mm-hmm. um, comes Diane in. Diane Keaton. Yeah, and she says, you know, she says, you know, is it true? And he says, "Don't ever talk to me about my, you know, don't ever ask me about my business." And you know, she asks him again. He says, you know, okay. Just this once, you can ask, and I'll tell you. And of course, you know the entire time that he did. That he did. Mm. And she says, "Is it true?" And he looks at her, and he just has this slight smile. And he's like, "No." And she's like, "There's this sigh of relief over her face," mm. and you are just like, "Oh my god!" The gosh. ultimate betrayal. That's yeah. like that yeah. was the knife in the back of yeah. like, yeah. You trusted her more than everyone, and you just mm-hmm. lied through your teeth. Yeah, and it was so convincing. And like for me, when I saw that, I was just like, "Oh man!" Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, yeah. There's wow. no there. That was well, and it's it's interesting because and kind of what what you were saying a second ago, Ben. Like on that, what you see that's that's like good, or you see these kind of wholesome elements of a wedding, or or you know the the children that have they have and. Or even how Don Corleone wants to just walk through his vineyard and yeah. he's old, and he, when he's recovered from his his uh, attack, um, <clears throat> they have virtue. There are virtues there, mm-hmm. like courage mm-hmm. or loyalty, loyalty yeah. or but they're kind of the old virtues. Well, they're natural virtues. They're natural virtues they're not and not supernatural virtues. Yeah, There's no faith, hope, or love. Yeah, right. You know, and the supernatural virtues and that should give us pause Mm -hmm. because the things that are good in our lives can be good in a, in a kind of an empty way Yeah, Mm -hmm. that we know like they, they have a a meaning on the physical plane and in, in our everyday lives and in the kind of natural world, but they, but they're actually devoid of that higher quality, which is where they, and that's where the justice that the Godfather gives ultimately fails because mm-hmm. it is not the faith, hope, and love that 
God gives us, right? Through self-emptying. Yeah. Right. Through yeah. saying, it's like, I've got to get my justice is sort of, I mean, that's essentially what the film is. And but like getting your justice is the opposite of turning the other cheek. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the eye for the eye, two for the tooth for the tooth. That's what the movie is. Yeah. Right. And it just keeps ratcheting up. Yeah. And you like, lose more and more and more. And, and more. I think it's such a powerful, I, I think it, I think a situation like that would absolutely happen. I think that that's the ultimate, that's, that's, that's what would happen mm-hmm. if the, if the, if the true eye for the eye took place, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, as it does in the movie, there's mm-hmm. absolute war. Right. And yeah. it's, it's not until, <laughs> you know, they come and the five families meet and they said, Hey, we just have to forget about everything. I have to forego the vengeance of my son and we've just got to stop or this is, we're all going to die, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm going to throw this question out to you guys. Um, Cause there's a way in which there's a difference in Don Corleone and Michael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what is that difference? Hmm. I'm wondering what that difference is. Cause there's a way in which, like all of the like the real brutality was obviously there was it's, it wasn't all rosy but you know with Don Corleone but how what was that difference because Michael was so brutal and just well and vicious isn't the answer but he kind wouldn't of... he wouldn't do that until Don Corleone had died right well wasn't part of that though revealed in Godfather two. Because Robert mm-hmm. De Niro, and we should mention, this is in the context of The Irishman coming out in November, yeah, um, which continues the gangster mythology that, <laughs> again, Scorsese has taken over. Um, <clears throat> but that shows De Niro, who is Vito Corleone, mm-hmm. you know, his younger self. Yeah. And what is his story? Well, he shows up in his neighborhood it's run by this total loser of a guy who's just a mob boss and he murders him you know in the stairwell and then he takes over and he basically um i think he becomes the new strong man he becomes the new strong man but basically what he does is he he takes from people in order to help his own So there's always, the way with Don Corleone is always this light in this darkness where he's he's hurting people, but then he's also helping the widow. Like the little widow widow woman that comes and... and He's helping the widow. What did they do? They were kicking her out of her apartment or something? Or... There was some. They were. Ta- they were. I can't, I can't remember. Cheating her out of out of money or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't remember the details now, but um, no, that's true. And it and it's and yet Michael, I think, kind of leaves that behind the the whatever element of neighborhood justice or mercy that mm-hmm. um, just floats out to sea. Mm-hmm. And 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 again, that's. I mean, Don Corleone is not justified in anything. He's a murderer. He does. He's a murderer. Too, you know, and yeah. that's well, I think but that, there, but there is some maybe some saving grace in at least mm-hmm. that gentlemanly exterior. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. I think that I don't know, for me, I kind of see as Michael never really never really getting over what got him there in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know? And I don't know if he's just like taking vengeance out on everyone else by mm-hmm doing the things that he does, you know, henceforth. But 
I don't know, to me, and, and when I see him, it just feels like he's still thinking about, you know, his first wife being murdered, his father being uh, the attempt on his life. Like those were the things that got him there. And I feel like those are just the things that he, that mm-hmm. he was holding on to for the rest of his life. Yeah. That they were just like, it's the you know, sin of wrath. Yeah. It's ra- just wrath mm-hmm. that never right. lets up. Which, mm-hmm. you know, maybe his father in his, you know, old age was able to learn to let go of those things. Even, you know, it, it shows when mm-hmm. he says, Hey, we've got to, I will forego the fi- vengeance of my son if this will just stop. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Michael just, and it may have been his age, you know, and he just held on to that stuff. And yeah. it's kind of the reason why he mm-hmm. went down the dark path that he did. Mm-hmm. Cause he was just not going to let that go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is interesting. So uh, let's do our, let's do our takeaways. It's a very Moral complex, it's a very yeah. complex story. Very, a lot of, a lot of different, different themes. And uh, everyone should watch this one. This is good. Viewer discretion. Know, what it, what is the moral of the, the you know the if there's one thing I th- take away from the Godfather and I actually think this is a brilliant and rarely depicted truth. It is that the sin that ultimately does you in is the one where you say, "I don't care, I'm gonna do this anyway." Mm. That that because that's really what Michael. I know it's. To, I know this is wrong. But I I'm know this is it. wrong, but I want yeah. justice or vengeance or yeah. whatever so much that I don't care. I'm mm. just going to do this anyway. And you see that before he kills the first people, right? Yeah, yeah. And that moment is the Rubicon that corrupts people, and everybody has a different version of that. Like right. that was wrath was what Michael Michaelson mm. was, but um, uh, and that yeah. anger consumes him by the end. Right, by the it bird. does. And and anything that you say that to, well, I don't care. I'll just mm. accept this because it's. I want this more than God. I guess for me, with the Godfather, you know, it the whole like justice, like just uh, to me, there's there's two levels of this. One is the kind of absolute moral level of you know incredibly sinful people doing some horrible things. You know, and th- then there is the more like academically interesting, like what should a justice structure look like, and yeah. you know, how were they the Italian? Uh, the, is how much is this the story of these Italians coming to the, the new world, you know, so to speak, and just not acclimating, not yeah, not changing. It's like, well, yeah, I know that that justice system exists, but we're just gonna have our own way of dealing yeah. with this, you know, right. and that really is. It's, there's more of an academic level where you can look at, well, how is justice meted out, and how is what is the structure of justice, you know, from the family level, the level of society as it builds up, you know, into right. and is there like the higher this old spheres and old Italian and, version of and justice pointing thing. out actual deficiencies that are very real in the official justice system, which is obviously not something you should go take up a uh, you know vendetta about, but is a worthy question if it, or you're a lawmaker or you're someone who's creating those policies it's kind of your responsibility if you're a voter that's your responsibility um but i think at the deepest level it's just such an amazing story about the wages of sin Mm, being death yeah Mm -hmm. it's just death on every front yeah you know it you have these people that that choose to they do not choose mercy yeah mercy Mm -hmm. is almost basically never there yeah um, mm-hmm. And that, and at the end of it, even though you exact 
uh, vengeance for what was stolen from you or taken, um, even if that was for the love of someone, right? You love someone, then they were taken away, that the justice or the vengeance you take to try to get justice is never enough and never satisfies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that really yeah. is, I, th- I think, one of the most powerful messages of the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, you, I would echo that. It's just, every time I you know, watch that, it's just kind of like a spiral. Or, you know, it's just this one, it all started with this conversation and someone saying no, and then by the end of the movie, all these people have died, mm-hmm. and it just escalates and escalates. And it's, yeah, it's the, it's just a, a dark place to go down. Um, but yeah, also... Uh, I, I every time you know the the family aspect really stands out to me and I think it's something that has kind of been lost in today's mm-hmm. society unfortunately um but yeah just the loyalty and the and the camaraderie of a family even though they were all doing even though they were doing bad things, they were doing it together. <laughs> <laughs> if and you substitute the illegal activities the of the for a nice kids, if what? you're going to do bad things, do, do it, it together. <laughs> no, yeah. just, hey, if you just take all the illegal stuff and substitute it for a nice fishing trip, exactly. this is a great it's story. It's great yeah. that you have Harry and the Hendersons. Um, yeah, yeah. No, but, um, it, what, to be clear, I am not starting a crime family. Uh, let's just for let's, the record. For the record, Don is, Taylor. Is Don Taylor. <laughs> you're going to start a filmmaking empire. Yes, a, a, a dynasty. Oh, yes. man. No, but yeah, just the beauty of, of, mm. of a family, even mm. in that sense, they're a pretty crappy family. But, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's still some aspects of there's that. There's the like Von Trapps, the, yes. the Partridges, and the Corleones. <laughs> and the Corleones. But yeah, there's. But filmed you know, oh so beautifully. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and we <laughs> talked about. That is part it. of it, too. We talked it's, about uh, oh, the, the visual, you know, in our previous episode of, of Blade Runner, and it, it it's similar in this, but if you if you look at it, uh, there's a great uh, visual difference in that every time there's there's something good about life and mm. the Godfather, it's filmed in bright lights and colors mm-hmm. and you know when he's in Italy, the it's, golden, it's yeah. golden, it's it's just beautiful. Yeah. But then as soon as it switched to a crime, it's usually at night. Mm-hmm. It's usually all silhouette. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It, there's this coldness, mm-hmm. you know, there's mm-hmm. this darkness to it. Yeah. Um, and the the contrast is. It's very true, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's a great thing to kind of yeah, lean into, yeah. And uh, it. it goes along with it very nicely. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a yeah. it's a good movie. It's a it's a you long what, one. You know what I thought when I what, last time I saw this um, that, and I was the outdoor scenes like Italy and all. Yeah. That, I was like, man, can you imagine exposing for that film? And uh, yeah, really, <laughs> definitely. Anyway, that's an also art. where was that's that shot? Art. I don't know. Was it? It's probably California, right? I, it? I, I think, think it, it was on Italy. Oh, was it? Okay, got it. I think yeah. I could be wrong, but it was beautiful. It yeah. is. Yeah, it is. A, it is a. It is. A it's a classic for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's. It's. Uh, it's a great movie. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All Thanks right, for watching. Thank Make you very sure much. to subscribe and like and share I, wherever this is, and mm-hmm. uh, tell your friends you and your family. Thanks for watching. Well, it might be on YouTube. Oh, I guess, yeah. I don't know. I guess we could... I've thought about we should do like a YouTube version with like stills from movies that we're talking about and show people little visualizations. That's true. But it would be a whole... Well, you know, maybe one day this will actually be a a video podcast as well. So I'm just going to go ahead and... And forecast forecast that. And yeah. thanks so, for listening. Thanks, thanks for listening. Yes. Share with your friends and your family and your enemies, as we like to say. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep that going. Okay, so. yeah. <laughs> it's tradition now. It's tradition. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. 
The Moral of the Story with Alex Wolliver, Luke Taylor, and Benjamin Wolliver. Please subscribe to The Moral of the Story on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen. Visit moralofthestorypodcast.com. Copyright 2019 Moral of the Story Media.